Uh, I want to finish up my series tonight on have good success. So this is kind of the end of an eight-part series, and uh, we're just going to uh, wrap it up like they say and put a big bow on it and make a book out of it. So I think that um, that you'll enjoy tonight. Some of these things I've taught before here, if you're a regular listener, you probably will recognize some of this. But I felt like the last chapter of this book needed to be on vision. And it's so important in our lives to continually think about that and meditate on God's vision for our life. So we're going to talk about that uh, tonight as it relates to good success. Amen. So let's start with the New Testament. Let's start in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4. And we're going to read verse 9. Now Paul said something here that I've always thought was so bold. You know, he was just bold, wasn't he? I think the grace of God helped him be bold and uh, God's spirit living in him. But this is just bold here. Philippians 4 verse 9. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Now, this is something that's really interesting. I can see him saying, you know, the things that I've taught you, the things that you've learned, uh, you know, be sure and, and, and give heed to those things in your life. Maybe even receive them, you know, but the things that you've seen in me, you know, I believe that he was saying here, you can catch things by seeing people do it. You can catch a vision by seeing people uh, act the way they do or do the things they do. Amen. Or uh, maybe even react the way the way they react. And um, my father always taught me to really aspire to um, to be taught by others who had accomplished things in, in their lives. You know, um, any any kind of uh, greatness that they had uh accomplished he said don't be jealous or envious of that um let that inspire you amen and of course you know he meant naturally in the natural realm but also he meant spiritually as well and um so i took that to heart you know as a as a teenager and um and i thank god he gave me that wisdom because you do see a lot of jealousy if if somebody and a lot of competition and a lot of Envy if someone's done really well, uh, sometimes they become a target of hate from people who haven't done so well. And, and, and I think about those words, you know, let people inspire you. Praise God. So Paul is saying here in this verse, let me inspire you <laughs> to, to, for you to do the things that you've even seen me do. Now, didn't Jesus say that too? He said that the works that I've done, you will do also. And greater works than these because I go to my father. So uh, it's, there's something about watching others, you know, having that that vision to see other people's lives. Um, and I believe it can really change us. It can really help us if we stay out of of that envy. Um I remember just in the natural realm in 1976, I had 
a friend. Well, it might have been a, a year or two earlier than that. She had a blue Camaro, and I thought that was the coolest car. You know? yeah. And so I thought, that's what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a blue. I remember riding in the car with her, thinking, I'm going to get a blue Camaro one day. This is the car that I'm going to drive. Amen. And and just making that decision, you know, really led me toward um, getting a vision of me yeah. driving a blue Camaro. And it wasn't that much longer, really two or three years, that I was driving a blue Camaro. Amen. And, uh, you know, of course, there were steps I had to take to get that. And I had to, my, you know, I had to work and earn money. And, you know, my mother and daddy did help. But they said, we're not paying. We're paying for maybe half of it. We're not paying for all of it. You're going to work. You're going to pay the insurance. You're going to pay the gasoline, the fuel and, you know, all the other things. But praise God, he made a way. But, you know, I don't think I would have ever had that if I hadn't been in the car with her and gotten the vision of me driving that car. Praise God. Uh, and so, you know, others um, in my life, I can say that um, I had a really wonderful kind of mentor in my life that was a wonderful cook. And um, my mother, if she was standing here tonight with me, she would tell you that she hated to cook. <laughs> it, and, you know, every time that we had at the house was kind of a, not a good time because she just didn't like it at all. And so I, you know, really, uh, again, was inspired by this woman who was a great cook. And um, then, you know, she was a great mother and a great wife. And so uh, I thought, this is the way I want my life to look. So, you know, if, if you... Um, weren't raised in a certain atmosphere or if you, you know, haven't had uh, certain things that you desire in your life, find somebody who has done those things. Find those people who have um, have either gifted, you know, they're just gifted in that area or perhaps they have determined to develop those skills and to get the education or or. You know, sometimes we don't need a formal education necessarily. Sometimes we just need to read some books. Who knew how to pray, and and getting with them in, in in a service or even personally and praying with them and learning more about prayer that way. Yes. So be inspired by people, amen? amen. And I just wanted to start this teaching out with that uh, because I think that many times we go to the negative. Well, you know, or, or sometimes we'll say they think they're so great. They're so you know, again that envy will creep in. And uh, we need to be saying, teach me. Teach me what you know. Teach me how to do what you've done. Or let me watch you. Because Paul said, watch me. See what I've done. Amen? And do those things. Uh, Proverbs chapter 29. Let's look here at Proverbs 29 and verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, I like what the Amplified uh, says in verse 18. Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. Um, uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Proverbs 2018. Uh, one translation says, where there is no vision, people throw off restraint. They cast, they cast away the restraint that they have that can help them move toward that vision. And um, one uh, also says they lose self-control or self-discipline. You know, a vision will motivate you to have a little more self-discipline in your life, <laughs> to have that temperance operating through you by your spirit because you we've got temperance in our heart amen we just need to let the vision of where we're going and what god's told us to do keep that self-control and self-discipline in our life let it motivate you Um, paul said i press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of god in christ jesus so there was something that he knew that he was to press toward. There was a mark there, a mark, we could say a marker, uh, a goal that he was pressing toward. And he knew he knew what it was and he knew where it was. Um, and so there was a vision there that kept him. And I'm telling you, he went through some pretty tough times, didn't he? I think the devil really didn't want him to to get that mark to that mark for the prize of the high calling of God. He wanted to do anything in the world to get him encouraged or probably dead <laughs> i mean you know all kinds of things came against him and uh you can read about that in the new testament i mean just a lot of hardships but praise god i believe he obtained that mark and we're uh we're benefiting from what he said and did by the spirit of god amen, amen. so where there is no vision people throw off restraint well, let's say it this way. Where there is a vision, we have restraint. We have self-discipline and uh, we have self-control to move toward that. Now, look at Habakkuk. Of course, this is the famous scripture. If you're talking about vision in church, you always have to read Habakkuk chapter two. And this scripture says Habakkuk chapter two, verse one. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what shall I uh, answer when I'm reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Now, I like the, you know, I like the word run too because I believe this process of writing the vision, making it plain, helps you speed up things toward getting that vision accomplished. You know, it doesn't say well, you can meander toward it or well, you can even walk toward it. It says that you can run. Amen. You can get it done. And I don't know about you, but I'm a get it done kind of person. I mean, if it's going to, you know, something we need to do, let's get it done. Um, and so here, here it says how to do that. But it, it, you know, it does encourage us to write it down. Now that uh, to me can be in in words and uh sentences, paragraphs, however you want to write it, or it can be in pictures. Amen. And I like to use pictures because I I believe that 
it can even be more specific in a picture when you find something that's a vision that needs to be in your life and that's part of your vision. If you can put it on a bulletin board or or a picture frame or put it up on the wall, then um, you will be amazed at how fast these visions can come to pass. Amen. Um, Let's read verse three. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. Now listen to that. It will surely come. It will not tarry. And I've always liked to say, if you speak, you know, if you speak the vision, uh, in the end, it will speak for itself. It will speak for itself. In other words, uh, you won't have to talk about it anymore. Everybody will know because it's it's speaking so loudly. Amen. The vision and what you've accomplished through the spirit of God. It shall surely come. It will not tarry. Now, this, again, is an encouragement because it says if it tarry, wait for it. And then it says it will surely come. It will not tarry. Uh, Many times we've thought, I know uh, David and I are. You know, even in my life when I was single, I would put things on a vision board and think, how in the world is this going to come to pass? When in the world is this going to come to pass? Is this ever going to come to pass? And then those things come to pass and you think, wow, that didn't take long, (laughs) comparatively speaking, to what it might have taken for you to obtain that in a natural way, which some things are absolutely impossible in a natural way to even obtain them. And I think that's another uh, uh, characteristic of a vision board is really you should put things on there that you can't obtain without God. Amen. Impossible things, because if it's a possibility, then you can do that on your own. You can do that by yourself. But if it's something that's really, really impossible, that's the things that God steps in and does. And he gets all the glory. Amen. Amen. So you want to put impossible things down or, or pictures or whatever you're desiring or whatever you feel like is in your heart. Um, it's it's really interesting, I think, to put down the impossible. Amen. And let God work and see him work with his mighty hand. He is mighty. There is a reoccurring theme of prosperity and success in the Bible. All the way through the Bible, you can see that theme of of Bible prosperity and Bible success. And so in that, there's also an element of vision. And we're going to talk about two people really quickly. Um, We're going to talk about Abraham in Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. God had talked with him about having a son and an heir. Um. And in Genesis 15:5, we see uh, that God brought him forth abroad and said, Now look towards the heavens and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. So he, saw, he said, Look, I want you to see something. In other words, get a vision. Look up at the heavens, see the stars, and if you've ever been out, Perhaps in the country where there's not a lot of city lights and looked up. It's amazing, isn't it? 
we don't see those uh, too much nowadays in, if we're in town. But if you're out in the field or in the, in the farm land, it's really something to see the stars. And that's what Abraham, at this point, it was Abram, he was looking at. And God said, look at this, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted to it to him for righteousness. So God said, I know this looks impossible for you, you know, and and you're old. Sarah's old. Everybody's old. (laughs) But look up and keep looking up and something he could see every night. Right. And I think that's another uh, really encouragement about vision boards is you need to put them in front of you. Or you can see them every day. Yeah. You can see continually look at what you're believing God for and what you're asking the Lord for and the vision that he's put in your heart. Because he could look up and he could see those stars every night. And then uh, also uh, he took him to the, the seashore. He said, look at the sand. And that's a lot. If you've been over here to Clearwater, you've seen the beach, you know how much. Uh, they're the, just the granules of sand. And he said, that's what your legacy will be. That's so shall your seed be. Um, now let's look at Jacob, Genesis chapter 30. And we see again here another example of vision. Jacob in, in Genesis chapter 30. Let's look at verse 27. Again, here we're just entering into this story. Uh, and that you can read the whole thing, uh, but uh, for sake of time, we're just going to go straight here to his father-in-law, Laban, verse 27. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. Um, Jacob was a covenant man. He was blessed, the Bible said. And Laban said, God's blessed me because of you. Isn't that something how we can be a blessing to others because we're believing God, because we're trusting God and they can actually be blessed even if they're not saved, even if they're not walking with God. They can be blessed by us and through us. And, you know, that goodness of God leads them to repentance. They'll see that the Lord's good. Amen. You know, people can get healed without being saved. Amen. You could get them healed usually pretty easily, um, even when they're not born again. And that goodness will lead them, the Lord will lead them to repentance, to make a change in their life. Amen. So um, here we see that Laban knew that the blessing on Jacob had made his life better. Praise God. And look at verse 28. And he said, appoint me thy wages and I will give it. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. Now look at this, verse 30. This is Jacob speaking. For it was a, it was little which thou hast before I came. You just had a little bit before I got here. And it is now increased unto a multitude. Now that's what the blessing will do. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And adds no sorrow with it. So here the blessing, the blessed guy, Jacob, came into town and multiplied. The multiplication took place of Laban's herds because of a blessed man. 
And the Lord hath blessed me since my coming. And now shall uh, when shall I provide for my own house also? Um, and then it goes on to say in verse uh, 32. And I will pass through all the flocks today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle and all the brown cattle among the sheep um, and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And of such shall be my hire. Well, you know, Laban sent his sons out and they took all the ones that were spotted and speckled and took them away. And so uh, the next thing we know is Jacob is faced with this not having any cattle again. Look at verse 37. And Jacob took rods of green poplar and of the hazel and chestwood tree and uh, piled uh, white strakes in them and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had uh, piled before the flocks in the gutters and in the watering troughs when the flocks came to drink that they should conceive when they came to drink. Now notice the conception of what is happening here is taking place when they're looking at something. Uh, when you see something, even a seed can be sown. When you see something. Amen? Uh, and I know David can attest to this. Even in ministry, we have been, through the years, so inspired or seeds have been sown just by going to an, another ministry or uh, right. entering into their wonderful church, you know, or or seeing how they organize or, or uh, have their ushers or have their greeters or children's church, you know, all of that, just seeing that can sow such seeds of greatness on the inside that can be replicated. Amen. And um, so he said he put those uh, cows before these rods that he had made look speckled and spotted. And before you know it, these flocks had brought forth. And this is verse um, 39, brought forth cattle that were ring streaked, speckled and spotted. And then verse 41 and the man talking about Jacob increased exceedingly. And had much cattle and maidservants and men servants and camels and asses. So he again multiplied, increased exceedingly. And that was uh, brought about by vision. Amen. Now, so let's look over into the New Testament again in Acts chapter two. Are you still with me? Good. <laughs> All right. Acts chapter two. Look at verse 17. And this, of course, is we know uh, after the day of Pentecost, it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Amen. Being filled with the Holy Ghost here caused these visions and dreams. God is full of dreams and visions. <laughs> you know, he's just packed full of them. And when we get full of him and filled with his Holy Ghost, these dreams and visions come into our heart. Whether you be old or young, amen, doesn't matter. We're not let off the hook because we're over 60. Amen? 
It says young men and old men. <laughs> and a dream can doesn't necessarily have to be when you're asleep. Praise God. It can be uh, when you're awake, just dreaming. Amen. Daydreaming, we call it. Hallelujah. So there's visions and there are dreams. And it's interesting that God wants you to see things. He wants you to see things ahead of time. The Bible says the Spirit of God will show you things to come. It doesn't always have to be bad things, even though he does warn us. He does right. tell us, and he's so good to do that because, you know, it can save our lives. It can help other people be saved and helped and uh, save time and energy and money and all kinds of things. The Spirit of God will warn you and, and tell you of things that are, uh, you know, you are to uh, detour around so that you don't get trapped in it. But I'm telling you the truth. God will show you great things. He'll show you wonderful things. And and uh, he'll show you happy, exciting visions and dreams. Amen? It doesn't always have to be uh, the dark clouds of what the devil's doing that, praise God, he does expose. But it can be wonderful things that he wants you to walk in, that he wants you to do, or that he wants you to pray for others, you know, to enter into. So he'll give you these visions and dreams. Praise God. And uh, one of these uh, visions he gave to Paul, Paul said, I've been obedient to the heavenly vision. Yes. I've been obedient to that. So evidently he had a vision from God. Praise the Lord. And the Lord told him what he needed to be doing. And I'm telling you, I think this is one thing that everybody needs to get a hold of. Yes. And especially those who don't have or don't feel like they have purpose or significance in life, they need to get with God and get a vision. Amen? Get a vision for your life and for your uh, family. And, 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 you know, if you're tonight, if you're listening and you're not happy with your employment, go before the Lord and get, get a vision from Him. And I, am I doing the right thing, Lord? Or what do I need to change? Or is there, is there something else that you have for me to do? Because he wants us to be fulfilled and he wants us to feel, fulfill his calling on our life. Amen. And I'm telling you, the, ha- the most unhappy uh, that you can ever be is out of the will of God. <laughs> it's so miserable. And I can attest to that because there's been times where I've stepped out of his will and thought, oh, this is not good. But praise God if we just say, Lord. We want right back in your will. It just takes that long to turn around, amen, and get right back in the will of God. And it's so beautiful to be able to do that. He wants us to have imagination. The word of God opens up our imagination. It opens up our mind. It renews our mind to the possibilities of having the will of God manifested through our life here on earth right now, today, amen, it doesn't have to be way out in the future. It can be today. And that's why I believe in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the Bible says, Satan, the God of this world, has blinded the minds uh, of people. He blinds us. And you know, yeah. the glorious gospel, the, the Bible says the light of the glorious gospel, it can open up our minds, it can open up our spirits and our imagination to the will of God. So, you know, if you feel like you're walking in darkness, bind the devil off of you. Amen. Take authority over him 
and say, Satan, you're not going to blind me to what God wants me to do. And I, I feel like that, uh, you know, again, just writing the vision is important. Putting pictures up on a, on a board. Um, we, we've just been amazed, even in the short time that David and I have been married, how many things we have checked off our vision board. Right. And some looked really impossible, really, right. really impossible things. And God just made a way where there seemed to be no way for it to happen. Hallelujah. And so if you're believing God for uh, a, a car, if you're believing God for a home, uh, like we said a while ago, a new job, put put that information on a board and look at it. Put it where you can see it and uh, just see God move in, in uh, that uh bringing to pass what only he can do. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, did you get anything out of this tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. I I tell you, it just uh, works if you if you take those small steps. If we do things that we can do, like put a a picture up on a board or put a a write a vision, then God does what he can only do. (laughs) Amen. Bring it to pass. Hallelujah. So I encourage you to do that. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for this evening service. We thank you for the opportunity uh, to hear what you want to do in our lives. And that is to bless us, to help us, to strengthen us. And Lord, you want us to have vision. You want us to dream dreams. And I thank you, Father, that tonight that we are um, reacquainted with this uh, and we're open to, to hear your voice, to uh, read your word and see what you've written in your word for vision in our lives. And then also, Father, those unique things that you've called us to, that we'll be bold enough and have enough courage to write those things down, to put them on a, on a board, to look at them, to meditate on it. And Lord, to see your mighty hand bring those things to pass in our lives. We're so grateful, Father, that you're for us and you're for us being prosperous. You're for us being successful. And we thank you. We give you all the honor and glory tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.